Women Taking the Lead, episode 147. Finding yourself and making sure that everything else isn't taking away from that. You know, you still have to have that part of yourself that's you. It's not your husband. It's not your child. It's not necessarily even your job. Um, But it's finding that balance for you. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Lauren Copeland, who is an empowering life and clarity coach for amazing women who feel the call to be more, do more, and live more. By working together, she helps her clients discover what your mores really are in life and business, how you can make them happen, and pursue the life you love without sacrificing your unique self. Now, Lauren, that is just a little intro for everyone. So tell us a little bit more about you and your own humble beginnings. Um, thank you, Jody. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Um, I was born and raised in Texas. I am a Texas girl. Um, I grew up in a small town of about 10,000 people, um, and I lived on a farm slash ranch, I guess you could say. Um, it's one of those things that not so many people can claim anymore, I guess, and um, it's something that I look back on with really fond memories um, and just how my parents really instilled, um, the, the passion of work and doing, you know, having purpose in me. Um, I grew up, graduated from high school, um, and being in small town America, it was, you know, go to college and, and you get your career, you know, you graduate high school, decide what you want to do. And then, um, you get your degree and you, and you work and, um, and there was nothing wrong with that. Um, at the time, it was something I looked forward to. I was excited about. Um, and then I went to college, um, decided that I was going to major in hospitality management. <laughs> and um, and I got my bachelor's in that. But um, during my sophomore year in college, I became a single mom. And after that, everything kind of changed um, in lots of big ways, uh, going, just going through a lot of different things. And I became the mom and student that was driving an hour and a half one way um, commuting to college and, um, and then also driving an hour to an internship in a different city. And so um, it was just a big turning point in my life um, in college and realizing where I really wanted to go with my life and my career and how that was going to fit in with, with being a single mom. Oh my goodness. Like that, <laughs> I'm not a mom. And, you know, whenever I think on, you know, if I were to become a mother, like if I were married and I had a partner and I became a mom, like the sacrifice that that would take at that point. But to hear your story, you were a single mom and you were still in college and you had to do all this commuting on to like, what were some of the thoughts that were going through your head during that time? Because I know a lot of women, like it might not be single motherhood, but they're going through things just that feel enormous and nearly impossible. What were some of the things that helped you get through that time and, and allowed you to believe like, you know, life was going to get a lot better and this was possible? 
Really, um, the support of my family was really big. Um, after going through, there's a lot more to the story, but after going through everything in that time, um, you know, they were there to really lift me up and they wanted me to finish my degree. You know, they didn't say quit school and get a job. You know, they, they really, um, encouraged me to keep going and to keep striving because, um, you know, they, they lived their life and they both worked nine to five. And my dad also did farming and ranching. Um, and sometimes they would do little side things and it always really encouraged me, you know, to, to not give up on what I wanted to do because of my current circumstances. And that even though it was really hard, um, I would cry a lot while driving because I wanted to see my daughter or I felt like things weren't going, you know, the way I felt they should be going. Um, but it really just helped drive me to kind of make, make some dreams, I guess, come true. It's kind of a fairy tale way to put it. And it wasn't so much a fairy tale, but, um, you know, it just helped really push me harder knowing that I could make it happen. It might just take a little more time. Well, your hard work is certainly paying off because, you know, I know just from, from what I know about you, you've experienced success in your life. You've definitely got your life going in the direction that you want. You're setting yourself up for a lifestyle that accommodates all of those things that you talked about. And I can hear the confidence in your voice. Like, I don't think you're crying in the car as often. You know? No, not so you know? much. <laughs> <laughs> but to kick us off with, take us back to a time um, when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Tell us that story and the lessons you learned from it. Um, when I think back to a moment that I was really playing small, uh, my now husband um, had proposed. This was uh, not too long after I graduated college. I had started up my own wedding planning business um, to try to get that off the ground because I knew the nine to five was not for me. Um, but one, after he proposed and um, we kind of came to the decision that I would get to be a stay-at-home mom um, and a stay-at-home wife, and I was so, so excited. Um, but when people around uh, that small town, you know, started asking me, and there are people who care about me very much, um, but they would ask, you know, are you going to keep wedding planning or what are you going to do when you move? And, and I would tell them, I'm going to get to be a stay at home mom. And probably about 70% of those people like looked at me with shock in their eyes. Like, and I don't know if it was because they knew I had a bachelor's degree and I wasn't going to use it, or if they just thought it was silly to be a stay at home mom. But, but after that, I really later on, you know, I look back and I can tell that I really took those looks and those words to heart, um, and that it really affected how I viewed myself as a stay at home mom and what I thought I should be doing or should look like versus what I, I wanted to do or needed to do for myself and my family. And that, that's really, when I look back at, you know, a plain small moment, I find that that is one of the big ones that I didn't own up, I guess, you know, cause I loved, I love being a stay at home mom and stay at home wife and being able to do things here. And it was hard for me to own that, um, because I felt kind of judged by it, you know? So mm -hmm. that was a little bit difficult. Yeah. And, and you know, I there's so many perspectives on this because I think some people, if they only heard the bones of your story, they'd be, they'd be like, oh, well, giving up your career to be a stay-at-home mom, that's playing small. But the reality is, is if that's what you want, 
And if that suits your lifestyle and it suits your plan for yourself and your family, if you give in and go to work because other people feel like you should and that's the right thing to do, in a lot of ways that's playing small as well because you're not advocating for yourself, you're not standing up for yourself. And there's nothing wrong with people asking because that can oftentimes get us to, you know, think a little bit more deeply. I mean, I know a lot of people who said that, you know, when people gave some pushback or questioned their decisions, you know, the more they thought about it, the more they realize like it was the right decision for them. But we have to be careful not to be swayed too much by other people um, and the pressures that we can get around us. We really have to be clear on, you know, our inner voice. Oh, exactly. And- exactly. I totally agree. And I, I talk on that a lot um, to my following and people that I'm in contact with, you know, because I feel like nowadays it's like stay at home moms versus nine to five moms versus work at home moms. And I'm like, you do what's right, you know, for you. And, and there's different seasons of life and what works for you now might not work for you, you know, a year, two, three years from now. And it's just kind of finding, finding yourself and making sure that everything else isn't taking away from that. You know, you still have to have that part of yourself. That's you. It's not your husband. It's not your child. It's not necessarily even your job. Um, but it's finding that balance for you. Absolutely. Now, Lauren, share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call for some people, it's like a light bulb moment. It just flicks on and they're like ready to go. And for others, it's more like a slow awakening. (laughs) Um, but there's usually a moment where they're ready to take action. So share with us that moment and the steps you took that led to your success. Okay. Yes. I love this question because for me, it really was an aha moment. Um, and I love it even more because that's what I love. I love the aha moments that I have with my clients. And so getting to share my own is just, it excites me, I guess. And um, when I first kind of fell into the world of life coaching, I realized that it was a thing, that people did this, they made money doing this. Um, and I, I brooded on it for a long time. I thought about it. I prayed about it. I was like, I'm not sure if this is for me. I'm not sure if I can do this. Um, and I finally you know, sat my husband down and I talked to him about it and told him what I thought that this is what I think I wanted to do. And, um, one of the first questions he asked, and he's, he's super supportive. He is amazing. Um, but one of the first questions he asked was, can you do that? And what he meant by that was, was, was I going to be able to overcome my shyness, um, being an introvert and kind of a feeling almost of inferiority, um, to those around me that I tend to get. Um, and it wasn't until that moment that I really got it. Um, I think that it was almost like a kick in the pants that just lit the fire because once he asked that, I was just like, Yes, like I'm sick and tired of, you know, these feelings that I have, these insecurities that I have of holding me back from doing something that I really feel compelled to do and that I find joy in. And so that was really, that was my major aha moment as far as getting to where I am today. Um, And after that, I dove into personal development. I made myself start stepping out of my comfort zone more. Um, I started learning more and I took the fire from those fears and kind of just let it push me forward. Mm -hmm. And there it is again, the question that somebody asked you in a loving way, you know, out of concern. Very well intentioned with it. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, totally out of concern. You know, and that's the thing. Oftentimes the people around us, they want the best for us, but oftentimes their notion of what's best is us happy and comfortable and safe and, you know, that sort of thing, you know, so when they question, it's often like, are you up to this? Can you do this? And sometimes we can translate into they don't believe in me, but that's not the case. It's more coming from a place of concern and wanting your happiness. Um, But there it was again, that question, can you do this? And so for you, it's almost like these questions you get are like a slingshot, yes. you know, instead of stopping you, you're like, oh no, I'm doing yes. this. You know? <laughs> and, and that's what you did, um, which is so fantastic, you know, and, you know, I want everyone who's listening to kind of like, look at it that way. Like when people question you, you know, don't look at it as, you know, they're, they're trying to hold me back. They're trying to tell me I can't do it. Look at, look at it as an opportunity to really reflect on yourself and think about, do I really want this? Am I up for this? Because I think oftentimes what you're going to find is the answer is yes, you know, and that will strengthen your next steps too. Yes, exactly. So that's awesome. And Lauren, I'm curious about um, your leadership style too, because we all, you talked about being, you know, introverted and, you know, kind of shy around the people around you. And I I can hear in your voice, like that's adapted a little bit, not that you're not an introvert (laughs) anymore, but I think that that kind of um, shapes how we approach people as leaders and how we lead. So Lauren, how would you describe your leadership style? Um, I would definitely say I, I would call it more of a nurturing leadership style um, because of my introvertedness. Um, I'm usually, I actually enjoy social settings, but I'm more the type that sits back and to listen um, instead of always chiming in. And so um, I'm a little more intuitive and an analyzer, but at the same time, I'm extremely optimistic. And I think that being able to kind of use all of those traits together um, has really allowed me to get to where I am today and also help um, those that I coach and come into contact with as well. Um, I'm always pretty eager and optimistic, but at the same time, I look at things kind of through a real world mentality, I guess you could say. And it really, I can tell it's helped me kind of be able to navigate um, helping people that are in different situations where they're at. Awesome. And what would you say is your biggest leadership or a business challenge that you're faced with right now? Um, Right now, as my business is kind of in a really big launch phase, um, I find myself kind of letting insecurities creep in again. And as I, you know, and looking back at my business and where I want to take it, it really helps me to stay focused um, and stay true to that vision that I have for my business as it grows and moves forward. And so I'm really excited about that. And Lauren, I'm curious, because this is this has come up lately, and I'm definitely going to add it to my regular list of questions. So you're kind of the first person who's experiencing this, and you're getting it on the fly, too. <laughs> um, but you mentioned earlier, you know, after you had your daughter and you were in college, your family was very supportive and, uh, and you know, allowed you to accomplish that goal of getting your bachelor's and then going on and starting your planning business, your wedding planning business. What what would you say in your current business right now, What's what does your support system look like? And the reason I ask this is because I hear a lot of women out there who are trying to go it alone and they listen to the guests on um, women taking the lead. And unless my guest mentions it, 
a, a team or a support system, there's an assumption that they're doing it alone. And it's never true. It's not the okay. case. We all have some sort of support system. So in your business, what does your support system look like? Absolutely. Um, I don't have, um, like, I guess you could say a team under me yet. Um, but I do, I am part of especially one particular community um, online of other lady entrepreneurs and business moms that are, you know, working to make this happen for them in their lives. And that has really been um, one of the biggest, besides my family supporting me, um, that has been the biggest thing as far as having people that I can um, reach out to if I'm struggling or, you know, they have they have different expertise, different niches that they do. They're not all coaches or anything. And so if I ever have a problem, I can reach out to them, even though I'm not at this point, um, you know, hiring my own team to take care of all the tech stuff or anything like that. Um, it's a lot of work. Um, but you know, that's really what gets me through it is having that awesome community of, uh, like fellow lady entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. I find a lot of support in on, in the online communities, especially on Facebook. And I'm going to, if you don't mind, use this opportunity to plug my own group. So for those of you listening, you know, we're, we've got a pretty engaged community of women. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs, not all entrepreneurs, women who are entrepreneurial minded, I would say, um, women who are looking to advance and you can find that on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women TL. Um, so if you're interested, in joining that community. And Lauren, if you're not too, if your bandwidth allows it to be in another group, we'd love to see you in <laughs> oh, there <yeah>. as well. <laughs> and Lauren, on the flip side of things, what's one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Um, right now, at this moment, um, at the end of July, which this will come out after then, but um, I am actually launching uh, a five-day challenge and it's called the Boss of Busy Challenge. Um, and it's all about prioritizing um, our lives and making the most of our time um, because I see a common struggle, especially with women um, in today's world, that busy is like what you have to be. Um, and it doesn't have to be our boss, though. I feel, you know, it's kind of hard to get rid of what we would call busy, but we can actually, you know, be really meaningful with our time. And I'm excited to get that um, free challenge out to my followers. And, um, and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So... <laughs> I love that too. And I'm actually going to talk up your program a little bit more because one thing that's common is we're all busy, right? Yep. You never, ever, ever come across somebody who's like, you know, I've really got nothing to do <laughs> and I'm looking for something to fill up my time, right? That's not happening. No, not. We're we're all busy, but what distinguishes one person from another is what they're busy doing, yes. right? Oh, so exactly. And, and I also see with the busyness, um, a lot of women struggle with, they want to find that balance. And that's part of what this challenge is about too, is finding the balance. And what so many people forget is that balance is an ongoing process. And, you know, just like a gymnast that gets on the beam and then she does a flip, you know, after that flip, she has to readjust. She has to find her balance again. And it's just this ongoing process and not letting, um, the busyness of life kind of overtake what we, sh what we need to be doing. 
Yeah, because it's so easy to get distracted and have your day taken up with things that don't move you forward, aren't your priority, are somebody else's agenda. Um, So it's really great, like a a challenge like this, a program like this to recalibrate and readjust and find that balance so that you're busy, if you're going to be busy anyway, busy doing the things that are meaningful for you. And that's what creates a life where you experience fulfillment and joy. Yes. Sally. Okay. Awesome. So sign up for Lauren's challenge. She'll be telling you more about where to find that towards the end. But for now, Lauren, we're going to do our quick leadership roundup. So tell us what is one practice you have that makes you a better leader? Um, this one, it's probably hard to list just one, but, um, I would have to say that personal development, um, and just being willing and, you know, wanting to learn more, um, has made me a better leader and continues to, um, because I know that there's always areas that I can improve in and can also learn new ideas that I'm able, you know, to share out with the world. So. Awesome. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Um, uh, one book I would suggest, um, is make it happen by Laura Casey. Um, and it, I read this, uh, several months ago, but it's just a great book and it really shows kind of her story and how she overcame, you know, dealing with the world's and everyone else's expectations versus what, you know, she felt the way that God was leading her and what she should be doing. And it's, it's really a great read and it's encouraging, um, and really kind of just makes you want to step up and make stuff happen. So (laughs) I like that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) And Lauren, what advice would you give your younger self? Um, I would probably tell my younger self, um, that my value is not determined by anything here on this earth, but, but by Christ, I, my, uh, faith is a really big, um, part of my life and it's very important to me. And, you know, looking back, I see those moments where I let my value and my worth, worth come from what was happening to me, um, outside of my control. And it just, if I could tell my younger self one thing, it would be that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Um, one of my favorite quotes, and I use it a lot, is um, from a man named Kofi Annan, and I could totally be butchering that pronunciation. Um, but he, I think he's like a Gandhian diplomat, but he, the quote is, he says, to live is to choose, but to choose well, you must know who you are and what you stand for, where you want to go and why you want to get there. Um, and ever since I read that, it just really stuck with me because I felt like it really explained my life, especially in the last, um, two years and is always a great reminder for me to be intentional with my time and with my actions and what I'm doing. Yeah. And it really sums up everything you've talked about thus far about really knowing who you are so that you're making choices that are in alignment with what's going to be good for you, good for your family, good for your business, and then having a life in alignment with that. Yes. Yes. Awesome. 
Well, Lauren, this has been pretty awesome. But lastly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you and also to find out where they can sign up for your challenge? Um, the best place is to connect with me. I do have my Facebook page. Um, and then I uh, Periscope most weekdays. I just share encouragement and tips on there. Um, and then through my website. And I'm launching the uh, challenge July 25th. Um, but after that, it will actually go evergreen on my website. So you can go to my website um, and it sh- it'll be under the free section. It'll be there and it'll be a five day long email challenge that you'll get with videos and everything. And so even if you're listening to this after it's launched, you'll still have access to it by going to the website. Mm-hmm. And your website is laurenecopeland.com. Yes, yes, it is laurenecopeland.com. Okay. And for those of you listening, because I know you're oftentimes in the car on the way to work or a business meeting or you're out for your run, you'll be able to find all these links, all these resources that Lauren and I shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. So don't fret. You can just go there and find everything you need. And Lauren, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you, Jody. Thank you so much for having me on. So I it's been fun. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life but need some support? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash contact to introduce yourself. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me, and here's to your success.